0: Proverbs chapter 25, verse 28. If you got to say, yeah. If you still don't got to say, a minute, give me a sec. (laughs) He that has no rule or control over his spirit is like a city that is broken down and without walls. I want to talk to you today. On a culture of empowerment culture of empowerment would you do you mind saying that with me can you say culture of empowerment why am I teaching this message because in the month of August we've been talking on we've been teaching on a series of vision say vision and the vision of our house our church is to love connect and and empower people or grow people love connect grow our mission statement is to love and empower this generation so you know every week the first week I talked about kingdom culture and that was a powerful service then I talked to you guys about loving souls and people have been snatching souls winning lives to Christ I'm so proud of the young people and, and the adults that are winning people to Christ uh, number two, then I shared with you guys about connecting. And, um, and I talked to you guys about how to connect. That was, uh, you know, connecting with each other. Transparency. How many enjoyed that service? Because I've had meetings with many people in person, one-on-one, and that transparency is really breaking and bringing healing to many hearts. Today I want to talk about the third part of the vision. Everybody say Love. What does that mean? We're going to go love people, win souls, win them to Christ. Say with me, connect. Connect is about helping them connect with God, with the supernatural culture community, in the S groups, in a ministry, a part of the family. And now everybody say, grow. So we don't just want people to get saved. We want them to connect. We don't just want them to connect. We want them to grow. And grow in what? In your purpose, in your skill, in your passions, in your calling, in your assignment from God. Whatever that is, by the way. You know, some people are called to be in the marketplace in business and in fashion. And, in, you know, some are professionals in, in their different fields that they're studying. What are you studying, Jessica? Political science. So God wants people to be invading all the different systems of the earth. But today I want to talk about a culture of empowerment. Because I believe that our number one goal should not be to grow a big church, but to grow big people. Thank you for the one amen. Thank you for one amen. Thank you for one amen. Our number one goal should be to grow big people. Because there's churches that have big quantities, but lack quality. Are you hearing me? So our mission in life should be to empower people to succeed. I used to tell people in Miami, my dream is to make your dream a reality. And that's a powerful statement because when we live for others, we're truly living success. When we only live for ourselves, we're not really empowering other people. You, you can never be successful if you're not empowering other people. Even billionaires. Now they have nothing else pretty much to accomplish. They live to give to orphanages. They live to empower the younger generation. There's something that happens when you live to empower people. Jesus' plan to change the world was to empower 12 men. Are you hearing me? He said, I'm going to focus on these 12 men And I'm going to empower them and they're going to change the world imagine what can happen here at supernatural culture If we can empower men and women to be big in God, what will you do? How will you shake your industry? How will you transform your business model your city your family? God is in the business of empowering people to succeed Now here's something very important write this down. God loves to use people with issues No amens on that one, right? See, we, God wants to build big people, but guess what? Oftentimes, the process to becoming big is going through a lot of issues. And in the church, we must realize that we all have issues that should not be an impediment for you not to continue to grow in God. Because the truth be told, if you read the Bible, the Bible is full of some messed up people that God used. Are you hearing me? There's people that don't want to serve God because they don't see themselves as perfect or worthy or or, or, or not good enough. And the truth is, if you look throughout the Bible, Moses had a staggering uh, I, I, I can't problem. And and if you look throughout the Bible, Jacob was a trickster and a deceiver and a liar. If you look up throughout the Bible, Abraham was embarrassed to show off his wife. Well, I don't know her. That's that's a, I don't know who Sarah is. He was embarrassed of his wife. If you look throughout the Bible bible you will find men like isaiah that encounters god and god says your lips are impure you can't even see he said i've seen the king Woe am i i'm a man of unpure lips are you hearing me the bible is full of god using people that are full and messed up just full of issues so if you're full of issues and you're battling things i've got some good news for you god can use you as well somebody say yes So you got a lot of Christians that get discouraged because religion wants to condemn you and religion wants to put you down and religion wants to make you feel guilty. I want to tell you something. I hate the leadership style of manipulation in the church. I hate the leadership style of control and I'm going to inspire you by putting fear in you. The devil is a liar. That is not the kingdom of God. That is not the heart. That is not the heart of a father. If you've got to manipulate, you're not a leader if you've got to put fear in people in order for them to follow you you're not their leader the bible if i got to convince you to follow me and my wife has got to convince you to follow her as a leader then we're we're not your pastors because the bible says my sheep hear my voice are you hearing me if you don't hear my voice that means that you are not yeah see so it's important I got to lead through inspiration I've got to lead through example I've got to lead through love I got to lead through encouragement I got to lead through correction in love I got to be able if if that don't work then I'm not your pastor Can you say amen I don't believe in this manipulation. I'm going to put fear on you. and No, 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 no. The devil is out. I am a father. My wife is a mother in the Lord, and I'm going to love you and teach you. When something's wrong, I'm going to correct you in the Lord, but it should grow. It should develop you. It should empower you. It should lead you to want to change. It should lead you to want to have conviction. There's nothing more powerful than when a father and mother speaks truth to your heart with love. Open rebuke is better than hidden love, the Bible says. So when you have somebody that tells you the truth, Truth to your face. That is somebody who really loves you, who really believes in you, who wants you to be transformed. And now America is full of places. Where, oh, you can do whatever you want and you can just continue smoking and you can continue just drinking and just go sleep around and everything's gonna gonna be fine and dandy, but nobody tells you the truth. If you keep going in that path, you're gonna end up behind bars, you're gonna be dug under six feet under, and your children will be raised by another man. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? You've got to wake up and smell the coffee because God wants to empower you, but you've got to realize that you need change. Write this down. The kingdom of God does not advance with good conduct, but with good belief systems. Whoo, my God. Let me say that again. The kingdom of God does not advance by good conduct, but by good belief systems. You need to write this down because if we're going to be a culture that empowers others, you first got to know how to empower yourself. If you're going to believe in people, you've got to be able to believe in yourself. If you don't believe in God, how can you believe in yourself? And if you don't believe in yourself, how can you believe in others? And this life is about empowering your wife. I know so many husbands that feel insecure by the power of their wives. My goodness, the more my wife rises up, the more it speaks of my leadership. The more it speaks of me as a father, as a teacher. I'm excited to see my wife preach. I'm excited to see my wife worship. I'm excited to see my wife grow. Why? Because it's about empowering others You should never be intimidated by the growth of anybody around you because if you sowed into that you're a part of that growth You're a part of that empowerment. Can you say amen say culture of empowerment? So the question is not Lord, what should I do to change the question is Lord? What am I not believing? You see we try to work harder we're like I don't understand I'm doing more I'm trying more I'm trying to do more things I'm trying to make these changes and I don't change pastor I'm frustrated I pray and I don't see change I try to do the things that need to be done and I don't see change because the problem is it's not changing your conduct you can't change your conduct until you don't change your belief system are you hearing me can you say amen So the culture of empowerment is about believing the greatness in others. It's about unlocking the greatness in people. But first, you've got to change your belief system, your mindset of how you see yourself. See, people are going to see you how you see yourself. If you feel like, oh, I can, and I'm not worthy, I'm not good enough, you're never going to be able to change. Doing is part of being, but without believing, what you do is not effective. In other words, you can try to do, but if inside you don't believe what you're doing, eventually it will go away. Let me give you an example. How many of you have gone on a diet? (laughs) All right. All of us have gone on some kind of diet. Here's the truth. If you don't really believe what you're doing, give it time. It's going to fade away. Because the matter of fact, it's not as important what you do as as much as what you believe. All right, all right. I'm going to continue going. For example... One day, a prophet friend of mine, one of the most powerful prayer warriors in the world that I know is my spiritual mother, prophet, Ana Maldonado. And this woman I witnessed with my own eyes about 15 years ago. At 4 in the morning, this woman was in this position for about two to three hours. Father. And never took a break to stop. In the name of Jesus. I rip out souls. I've been praying from the top of her lungs with every fiber of her being, every cell inside of her. And I'm talking about she did not stop for a second to wipe her face. It was two and a half hours nonstop with that intensity. And I'm not exaggerating. It was exact. I've never seen a human being pray for over two hours with that intensity. Without, it, it wasn't a stop to get a little drink of water. It wasn't a stop to like just you know, wipe the face. It was bam, 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 bam. For two and a half hours. I'd never seen it again in my life. She didn't even notice. I, was, I, know, I noticed because two hours had passed and she was still praying. And when I looked at the clock, I said, oh, my gosh, this is supernatural. And, I, and one of my friends in the Lord's a prophet, and the Lord told her, What makes her prayers so powerful is not how loud she shouts. It's not how intense she prays. It's how much she believes what she prays. Come on, can you say amen? You're talking about a woman that God has used to break open one of the biggest movements on the earth through King Jesus Ministries. Everybody sees King Jesus Ministries but they don't know the price behind the scenes. What keeps King Jesus Ministries standing is the prayer behind the scenes. And this woman simply believes like a child. She believes what she's praying. How many times do we pray things we don't even believe? How many times do we read the Bible and we really don't believe? How many times do we worship and we don't even believe the God that we're worshiping? How many times do we come to church and we still don't believe that we need to leave certain lifestyles? See, how are you going to let go of drugs or addictions if you don't believe you're supposed to be free from that? If you believe it's okay to club and to drink and to get high, how the heck are you going to be free from that if you still believe that it's okay? Your belief system is not allowing you to be set free. Jesus said in John 8, 32, you shall know the truth and the truth sets you free. It's not until you believe what you know that you are set free from the truth you believe, but you are bound by the lie you believe. I'm going to repeat that because that's worthy to repeat again. You are set free by the truth you believe, but you are still captive by the lie you believe. Let me tell you something. The biggest, the the first level of spiritual warfare is what you believe. Because the devil can't touch you when you believe truth. Or let me say it another way, the first level of spiritual warfare, the way you fight the enemy before you get on your knees, before you go on a fast, before you go do warfare, it's the warfare right here in your mind. It's what you choose to believe. The only, see, the devil can't touch you. The only thing he can touch is the door that you open to believe his lie. If you believe his lie, he has access to attack your body. If you believe you're going to die of cancer, most likely you're going to die of cancer. If you believe that you're never going to succeed, most likely you're never going to succeed because that is the stronghold the enemy has over your life the only stronghold he can control is the lie that you allow him to believe so God's job my job is to expose you to the truth so that the truth can set you free can you say amen we are believers that should have a belief system that actually believes let me say that again we are believers that should have a belief system that actually believes. What does that mean? We call ourselves believers and we don't even believe. Hello? Pastor, when are things going to change? When you really start believing what God says you are. When you really start believing I'm loved. I am special. I am. See, if you start thinking you're free, eventually you're going to become free. If you're still thinking I'm bound and I can't and I'll never and I won't, I'm going to talk to you about in a minute about some belief systems. Go to Mark 6, chapter 6, verse 1. And he went out and he came into his own countries, and his disciples followed him. And on the Sabbath he began to teach and many were astonished with his teachings. And he said many works were not able to be done. This is the carpenter, the son of Mary. They began to question Jesus. Mark 6, 4, it says a prophet is not without honor in his own country. And he could not do many works there except lay hands on a few that were healed. And he was marveled because of their unbelief. How many of you believe that it was God's will for a little bit of people to be healed in Nazareth? Who believes that? Who believes that? How many of you believe it was God's will to only heal a few people? How many of you believe that? Do you, how many of you believe that God wanted to heal everybody in Nazareth? But listen to me. The Bible says Jesus was marveled because of their unbelief. Because of their belief system, God could not do greater miracles. Are you hearing me, Church? Jesus was amazed at their belief system. Write this down. What you believe makes a big difference. Mark 9:22 says that there was a man that was demon-possessed, and he had, and it says that oftentimes it would cast him into the fire. And Jesus said. If you can believe all things are possible for those who believe. God tells the man there's no limits to what you can do if you have the right belief system see anything you want to accomplish in your life you can accomplish it if you have the right belief system we see in Romans chapter 12 verse 1 it says therefore I beseech you by the mercies of God to present your bodies as a living sacrifice what is that surrender but then verse 2 tells us and be transformed by what the renewing of your mind. Verse one is about surrender. Verse two is about belief systems. There are some bad God. Woo! Gee, little, a ah, little like that's all, folks. Watch this. Jesus gives us the pattern. How many want to be transformed? What is transformed? Ooh, I heard it too. Yeah. Like, please, oh my God. You know what transformation is? It comes from the word metamorphosis, which is what a caterpillar goes through to become a butterfly. You know what the beautiful thing is? Is that when a butterfly, when a caterpillar is truly transformed, there's a point of no return. How do you know you've been transformed? You ain't going back to that. <laughs> How do you know you've been transformed? You ain't going back to that junk. You ain't going back to that smell. You ain't going back to that high. You ain't going back to that drug. You ain't going back to that sin. You ain't going back to that bondage. When you've been, tra- as a matter of fact, when you've been transformed, you're not ashamed of talking about your past. If you're still ashamed, you haven't been set free, because when you're free, you're free indeed. Come on, people, are you hearing me? How do you know when you've been set free? Because you can stand up and be like, this used to be me. I was once blind, but now I can see. I was once deaf, but now I can hear. I was once bound, but now I'm free. Are you hearing what I'm telling you? Shout, I'm free. (laughs) Praise God. So number one, he says, you want to be transformed? Surrender these areas. That have bad belief systems. See, now in America, we want to do this coping with my problem and my conduct. You know what that is? That's taking out the web, but not the spider. (laughs) I'm going to give you these self-help books on how to self-help yourself out of this addiction or problem. And you're dealing with the branch, not the root. And Jesus says if you want to uproot, thoughts are seeds. And seeds become roots. And roots have to be uprooted before you can believe a new system of belief. If you're still bound to that area, you're going to keep repenting until you change the belief about that thing. For example, how many have ever had financial struggles? All of us have gone through financial battles. It's going to keep happening until we change our belief about money. Oh man, I was excited to say that one myself. We must surrender our bad belief systems in order to believe God's systems in order to be transformed. People that... People that believe that they're not, people believe they're not changing because they're doing something wrong or they're not doing something right. Actually, the reason people are not changing is because they're not believing the right system of thought. No demon can stop you when you believe the truth. People believe that what they believe is who they are, but that's not who you are. That's just who you've become. working out up here. People believe that that what they believe is who they are, but it's not who you are, it's just who you've become. There's a difference between who you've become and who you really are. Pastor, but I'm not good enough because look what I did last week. It's what you've become, but it's not who you are. Let me say it another way. All right. Use your imagination. There's an apple tree right here. What do you see? What do you see? All right. But there's no apples. Is it still an apple tree? Is it still an apple tree? I don't have to see the apple in order to know who the apple is, apple tree is. Because your identity is not when you do, it's in who you already destined. Help me to preach up in here. Somebody shout yes. The apple tree is still an apple tree. Whether you see the apples or not. Your identity is not in what you do, but it's in who God already created you to be. But you judge yourself based on your experience, and because of your bad experience, you define that as who you are. But you're not what you experience, you are who God says you are. See, some people battle with believing. Some people got the Gideon spirit. The Gideon spirit. Say, what's that? Say again, say, what's that? Gideon was full of fear. He didn't believe he can go to battle. He didn't believe he can go to war for God. He didn't believe he can fight for God because he was unworthy. He was a coward. He was full of fear. And God had to send an angel from heaven to show up and say, hey, you, Gideon, yeah, you, you man of valor and courage and strength and power, rise up, boy. And imagine Gideon just looking around like, that's, that's not who I am because that's not what I experienced. That, that's not who I am because that's not the apples that have come out of my tree. But God was saying, stop looking at your apples. You are my apple tree. I've designed you to be great, Gideon. I've designed you to be powerful, Gideon. I've designed you to be great, Gideon. You just need somebody to unlock the greatness that is inside of you. Come on, you need to help me preach up here. There is greatness inside of you. But it's hard to believe when you lose hope. How do you know when you believe? You believe when hope increases. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. So the more hope I grow in an area the more my faith is growing in that area. If you lose hope that your husband or wife is going to change that means you're lacking faith and your belief system is screwed up and that area of your life is never going to change. Any area where you lose hope it's a sign that faith is not operating and wherever faith is not operating change will not take place. If you lose hope that you're going to change for your future. Pastor I'm never going to change. I'm going to have the same addiction. I'm going to have the same struggle. It's always going to be the same battle if you lose hope you've lost faith what any area of your life that if you don't have hope of when you die going to spend eternity with God there's no faith in your heart if you don't have hope that one day this battle that you're going through will one day become from a mountain it's going to become your valley from a mess it's going to become your message but first you've got to believe what God says about you you're an apple tree You're not what people say you are. You're an apple tree. You're not what your family says you are. You're an apple tree. You're not what the society has said about you. You are an apple tree. Watch this. Look at the areas that people struggle with in their minds. Some people, and let me teach you something. Oh, my goodness, so many things I want to say. You must be willing to surrender those areas of your life if you want to be able to empower others. For example, let me tell you some areas that people struggle with. Number one, and, and let me say it this way before I say this. Write this down. There's a few weapons that I want to give you today that's going to help you overcome bad belief systems. Because if you're going to live, oh, yes, Lord. I was driving Dr. Miles Monroe one day. Dr. Miles Monroe is one of the most powerful teachers of this generation. If you read his books, he has tons of books on leadership, on power, on vision. And I had the privilege of driving this man. And I was driving him many times. And one day, he tells me, Andy, do you know what the most wealthiest place on earth is? And I said, "Uh, the United States? No. Mm, The Vatican? (laughs) No. I said, I don't know, some billionaire's mountain somewhere? No. He said, Andy, the most wealthiest place on earth are the cemeteries. And I said, what? He said, yeah, cemeteries. I said, explain. He said, because millions and millions of people have died. And instead of unlocking their purpose, they've died with songs still inside of them. With movies still inside of them. With businesses that were never fulfilled, visions that were never accomplished, dreams that never came to pass, gifts that were never cultivated, skills that were never put to the test, faith that was never put to the test. They kept it to themselves because of fear, selfishness, pride, unbelief, and they died with their wealth. The most wealthiest place on earth is the cemeteries. Because millions die with unfulfilled purpose. And the majority die with it because they don't even believe what God says that they are. There's people that believe in God but don't even believe in themselves. God doesn't only want you to believe in him. He wants you to believe in you because he lives in you. He wants you to believe. The Bible says, I can do all things through Christ. Who strengthens me? That means if Christ is in me, I'm more than enough. I'm more than capable. I'm more than I'm more than able to do what God has called me to do, but I've got to believe. And until I don't believe, I don't leave legacy. I, you can't transfer what you don't carry. And you can't carry what you don't believe. If you don't believe, you're saved. You're just walking around in church as a sinner. If you don't believe that freedom is for you, you got to start believing pastor but but I make I keep making mistakes, make it a thousand times but keep believing you're free. Keep believing I know I'm free. I know my freedom. I, I know And let me tell you one of the most powerful things, you know what the devil hates? He hates it. I was sitting this morning studying in my office and I was just laughing and laughing because one of the things the Lord has taught me is one of the weapons to destroy a bad belief system is the spirit of joy. The devil hates it when you laugh at a bad belief system. When the devil tells you you're never getting out of debt. <laughs> you need to begin to laugh because the bible says that god sits in heaven and he laughs at his enemies if my god laughs at his enemies i'm gonna laugh at every enemy that wants to tell me i'm not good enough that i'm never gonna make it that people don't love me that i'm not worthy that i can't overcome this that i will never be free from this bondage the devil is a liar i'm gonna tell the devil ha 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 I want you to get ready. I want you to do an activation really quick. I want you, I'm gonna prepare, I'm about to say some lies that the enemy may be telling you, and I want you to laugh at it because when you laugh at it, you begin to disarm the power of that lie in your life. If the Bible says that laughter brings healing to your heart, imagine what laughter can do to your mind and to your soul. So I'm about I want you to practice this right quick. I want you to do a spirit of joy, a laughter. Activation at the count of three. Release it. Let's practice it. Ready? One, two, three. <laughs> 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 now watch this. Here's the first lie I want you to laugh at. The first lie I want you to laugh at is from those of you that, in your mind, you think I can't laugh because that's me being fake. <laughs> <laughs> why the devil knows that if you believe you're being fake you're never going to activate your freedom because everything in the kingdom starts by faith the bible says put on the armor of god what armor of god what helmet of salvation if you don't have a belief system that believes when i pray i'm putting on a helmet when i pray i'm putting on a shield when i pray i'm lifting up a sword when i pray i'm walking in the shoes of the gospel of peace why it is my belief system that puts my armor on it is my belief system the second thing that brings freedom is your words Your words of life, the Bible says in Proverbs 18, it says there's power in the tongue. There is life and power. See, your words are containers of power. Your words, when they come out, there's a container full of life and power ready to transform a heart. That's why Jesus said my words are spirit and they are life. When you speak the words, that's why someone, when they speak, it hurts you. Because it's a spiritual word that impacts your spirit. So, watch this. You're going to get ready to laugh at this. Let's laugh at this one. You'll never come out of debt. <laughs> 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 ooh, ooh. Look at your neighbor and say, ha ha ha. Right? How, how about this one? You can't open a business. No one in your family's ever done it. <laughs> 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 or, how about this one? Every time you believe for something, it never comes to pass. <laughs> <clears throat> How about this one? How about this one? You're not worthy of serving God. You keep making the same mistakes. <laughs> woo. Someone say, woo. woo! Come on, give me another one. What's another lie? Give me a lie from the devil. Come on. Give me one. Give me one. Give me one. Give me one. He hates you. The devil hates you. Ha 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 ha. He's gonna hate me now more. Ha 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 ha. Good one, son. All right. What's another one? Come on, help me, somebody. Healing. God's not gonna heal you. They've already prayed for you so many times. <laughs> Laugh at it. Break. says the joy of the Lord is your. See, I don't need joy when the battle's over. I need it in the middle of the. Are you hearing me? You don't need joy when, you you know, the breakthrough already came and the promotion already came. Yeah, it's, it's easy to laugh after that. You need a laugh when you're going through the storm. You need to be able to laugh when you're going through your struggle, and st- that is faith. Because even though you're struggling, <laughs> I'm coming out of this devil. Ooh, you wanna hit me with this? Play with a player? You cannot play a player. You don't know you messing with devil. The devil is a liar. <laughs> oh, I laugh. See, when you start laughing about your insecurities, there's something that happens. You see, have you ever seen some, a, a, a bully? They try to make fun of people, and all of a sudden, when you start laughing too, it's like, well, wait a minute! But, but you, you get confused. Like, wait, I'm supposed to be doing the laughing, and now they're laughing at themselves. Now, what, what are they gonna do to better joke if you're laughing about your own self? As a matter of fact, that's one of the secret of comedians. Comedians bring jokes out of their own failures. You ever see them talk about their stories? <coughs> they, they laugh at themselves. When you begin to laugh at your own slip-ups, at your own mistakes, freedom is going to start taking place. Because the devil can't condemn you. You ever seen people, short people, man? Boy, I'm the shortest man around this place. Ooh, boy. Man, you see that person full of identity. I'm short and proud. (laughs) Start accepting who you are. Loving who you are. There's people that complain about their looks. My hair is too blonde. My hair is too black. My hair is this. My face is this. My nose is too small. My nose is too big. My nose is too... My feet is too big, and, and I wish I was different, and I want to look like her, let me get this plastic surgery, and let me change this, and let me reorganize this over here, and let me flatten this over here. And, and I mean, whatever. If you want to do your thing, do your thing. That's fine. If you want to beautify yourself, there's no problem, but make sure you beautify your mind as well. Are you are you hearing me? Can you say amen? Change your belief system. What about this one? See what's another lie of the enemy? You're always gonna be fat. I'll never be able to lose weight. You guys get the picture, right? Three things. Number one, say joy. Number two, say speak life. And number three, if you want to change your belief system, look at this scripture. I'm going to close with this. I love this scripture. I posted it up the other day on Instagram. This scripture, bless me. Go to Proverbs chapter 4. Proverbs chapter 4. Where? The four. Here it is, verse 20. I'm reading from the Passion Translation Bible. Listen carefully, my dear child, to everything that I teach you, and pay attention to all that I say. Fill your thoughts with my words until they penetrate deep into your spirit. Then as you unwrap my words, they will impart true life and health Into the very core of your being. Fill your thoughts with my words. See, I remember an ex-porn star came out on TBN, and she began to say, God, how the heck am I going to marry this husband, have kids? How in the world am I going to do it with all the junk that I've done and I've lived? I've got all these images, I've got all these disgusting things. Lord, please, I need, I need freedom. And this is what the Lord told her. <clears throat> she said, you've been years, the enemy has been digging lies deep inside of you. You need to fill yourself now with my word to dig even deeper than the roots the enemy has birthed into your soul. And this is what the Lord told her. The Lord says... Fill yourself with so much truth that the truth begins pushing out all of the lies out of your life <coughs> until you don't fill your mind with what God says. How does God see you? What does God think of you? How does God think about money? How does God, What does God think about sex? What does God think about drugs? What does God think about marriage? What does God think about finances? How, what are you filling your mind with? You need to fill your mind with God's word. Listen to me. Every single day of your life. You should be in the word of God. You should be reading this word, getting it so it penetrates deep down into your soul. And if you change your belief about that lie, you'll no longer struggle with the enemy controlling you to make you to believe that you're not worthy and you can't accomplish it and you'll never do it and you're not good enough and you've already tried it and nothing changed, and nobody believes in you, and nobody loves you. But in a culture of empowerment, I'm here to tell you that I believe in you. I'm here to tell you that I know that you can. I'm here to tell you there's nothing impossible for you. I'm here to tell you all things are possible for you. You can accomplish your dream. You can overcome that battle. You can dream big dreams. I'm here to tell you as the father of this house, dream big. I believe in you. I want to empower you. I want to unlock that purpose that's inside of you. Are you hearing me? I want to unlock that dream that God has put inside of you. Maybe in other places they didn't want you to fulfill it. They wanted to squash you down. They wanted to say you can't do it you're not gonna make it but i'm here to unlock that potential and get it out of you in supernatural culture i want you to rise up i want you to be a leader i want you to empower people there are pastors that are afraid of empowering people because they feel they're gonna lose control of this church but i'm here to tell you i want to empower you someone say amen i want to empower you today we're going to be sending out leaders that are going to start discipling that are going to start winning souls what is that empowering people believing in their call believing in their purpose but if you're going to believe in others if you're going to believe in your children you've got to believe in yourself you got to believe i can do all things through christ you got to believe i am more than an overcomer you got to believe saying you got to believe i am persuaded neither life nor death will be able to separate me from the love of god you got to believe i am accepted in the beloved you got to be able to believe i am a child of god i am the righteousness of god Uh, there's no condemnation for those who are in christ jesus i am blessed i am favored i am anointed i believe when you go to that interview you need to go say i believe i'm the best person for this job because i believe it in my heart I believe it, I believe it I believe it, I believe it I believe it it. Amen church I want you to close your eyes for a minute and let's take a few minutes just to deal with this I want you to close your eyes the Holy Spirit wants you to believe who God says that you are I'm telling you right now Nothing's going to change in your life until you change your belief systems, until you change the way you see yourself, until you change how you believe about you and your identity and your self-worth and what your value is. One day, God taught me when I started traveling around the world, the Lord told me, the value that you give yourself is what people are going to pay you. People don't pay you what you work, people pay what they believe your value is. And if you're going to add value to your life if you're going to increase in value you have to increase first the value of your life what is your worth per hour what is your product worth what is your business worth what is your knowledge worth what is your career worth who are you what can you do what are you able to accomplish believe in yourself close your eyes I want you to begin to meditate right now the Holy Spirit is about to show you the lives that the devil's been planting in your mind what are those thoughts that creep up in your mind and you think those are your thoughts but you know how I know those are not your thoughts because the Bible says everything that is pure everything that is holy everything that is praiseworthy everything that's full of faith if there's any good thought think on those things oh wow yeah I just heard it look at me for a second Look at me for a second. I gotta say this, this is very important. We got saved when we believed in Jesus, but we're set free when we believe like Jesus. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm gonna say it again. You get saved when you believe in Jesus, but you're set free when you believe like Jesus. It's not enough to believe in Jesus. Now you got to start to believe like Jesus. How? What does God see when He talks about relation? What does the Bible say about a boyfriend and a girlfriend? What does the Bible say about how to deal with money what does the Bible say on how to treat people can I just disrespect them and talk about them and put them down and hurt them and just and just cond- be condescending with people well the Bible says to be kind and to be loving what should I think about myself if I'm having thoughts in my mind of rejection like they don't love me I'm not good enough what should I think I need to think what does Jesus think about this he thinks that I have more value than the birds that eat grass on the earth he feeds them and we have greater value. I have to believe that God loves me. I have to be- Listen to me, the day that you receive that God loves you, you'll be set free from so many insecurities, rejections, and fear because if God loves you, what are we really worried about? If God loves you, what the heck is the battle all about? If I believe I am loved by God, so believing in Jesus is one thing. Believing like Jesus is what's going to set you free. Close your eyes holy spirit right now in the name of jesus i want you lord and i ask you begin to bring up those thoughts every time a thought comes into your mind that you've been battling with i want you to laugh out loud i want you to laugh out loud for your freedom when that thought comes in just start (laughs) because it's a sign that it's coming out the lord is setting you free the lord's going to heal you i want you to intentionally intentionally activate the spirit of joy right now Holy Spirit every single negative thought Every single stronghold in their mind that is telling them, Father God, that they, their family's never going to change. Their mom, their dad, every discouragement that makes them feel like, I've lost hope. No, you haven't lost hope. God's not done with you. God's not finished with you. God's got a great purpose for your life. I want you to release right now in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. There's an anointing to set you free this morning from the belief systems of the enemy. I feel the anointing of the Holy Spirit right now, but you need to believe the word of God. Believe this word. Believe this word. Believe this word of this morning. In the name of Jesus, begin to laugh it out. Begin to speak who you really are. Begin to say what Jesus says about you. Begin to believe and speak it with your mouth. Come on. Begin to agree. I'm an apple tree. I am an apple tree. I know my family.